It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 Sports Radio 21000. Meyer Super Center guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network at a.com. To find our website, XB Mornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And of course, you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. I did dive, or just real quick, Ohio State's schedule this year is Michigan's last year. They're going to start off Akron Western, have an off uh, a bye week, and then get Marshall. So they're going to play like the old Mac schedule, and then they'll get Michigan State on the road, Iowa at home, Oregon on the road before another bye week, and then get Nebraska road trip to Penn State, Purdue road trip to Northwestern, and then Indiana and Michigan both at home to end the season. So circle Oregon. Uh, maybe put a circle next to Michigan State. We'll see. It's pretty early in the year. Iowa is Iowa. We'll see. They they won't be able to score. Uh, Penn State obviously star that one, and then Michigan at the end of the year too. Uh, we'll and we'll see what Michigan is like. You know there is a, you know I, we believe we think maybe that Michigan will be good, but how do we know? We don't. We have no idea if Michigan is going to be any good or not, and that is uh, that is. You know, very you know concerning for the Michigan sports fan when you you know you look at it and you try to you know I, I went to USC schedule for example USC they're going to start off with LSU and then play Utah State before they go to Michigan get Wisconsin Minnesota Penn State Maryland Rutgers at Washington Nebraska at UCLA and they're going to finish the season with Notre Dame so if Petiti and company want to get on board. That that Notre Dame game has got to be scheduled earlier in the year. And then they're going to have to figure it out from there. By the way, that game against LSU is a neutral site. The Vegas kickoff classic, because we could just put classic behind anything, even if it is the first time uh, that the uh, that the you know the event is being held. We just thought we'll just call it classic and be uh, be done. All right. What else is going on in the world of sports? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. 
big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Detroit Mercy takes down IUPUI to end their 27-game losing streak. How about the Titans? 1-26 overall, 1-15 in Horizon League play. Won its first game since beating Purdue Fort Wayne in last year's conference tournament. Oh my goodness. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't really know how you how you get anything done there. I just am not sure. Uh, Michigan's AD Ward Manuel voiced his support for Jawan Howard amid this eight and seventeen season. Jawan and I have talked. Yes, we'll continue to have those conversations as the season goes through. I continue to support him in the effort to turn this around. There is no lack of effort from our student athletes and our coaches. It's a lack of execution at times. We have to be better. He knows that. I'll continue to have conversations with him and continue to support him and our program. It's interesting that came out because just a little bit down the road in uh, in Columbus, Chris Holtman is out as the head coach at Ohio State. How about that? He's got four years and $14 million remaining on his deal. The buyout's going to cost $12.8 million, and that's going to be it for him. Jake Diebler will serve as the interim head coach for the rest of the season. We'll see what moves Columbus makes up from there. I, I thought it was going to work with Chris Holtman. I really did. I thought that that was going to be the uh, that was going to be the move, and that's going to be a hot hot name on the uh, on the coaching circuit. No doubt about that. Uh, also, speaking of uh, Ward Manuel, let's go back to him. Uh, the athletic director said yesterday he doesn't expect Jim Harbaugh's departure to have a significant impact on the two open NCAA investigations. Pascal Siakam scored 23 points in his return to Toronto to help the Pacers uh, beat out the Raptors 127 to 125. Tyrese Halliburton, 21 points and 12 assists in the ballgame. The Celtics routed the Nets by 50 points to join an exclusive NBA club. How about that? They won 136 to 86, a drubbing of 50 points. Joe Mazzulla's 100th as the head coach always helps when you walk into a team that is Jason Tatum, who went for 29 and 7. It Boston's going to enter the All-Star break with an NBA best 43 and 12 record. Celtics were 57 and 25 in Missoula's first head coaching season last year. The Celtics beat the Pacers by 51 on November 1st, and Boston joined the 92-93 Sacramento Kings and the 78-79 Milwaukee Bucks as the only teams with multiple wins by at least 50 points in a season. So it's not like this is the first time this has happened. So don't, like, clutch your pearls. Uh, The Phoenix Suns beat the Pistons last night by 16, 116-100. Pistons' Isaiah Stewart was arrested before the game. He was issued a citation and released. What had happened was he got in a kerfluffle with Drew Eubanks and punched him, allegedly. Now, we'll see what comes of that, but in the actual game itself, Simone Fontecchio finished with 18 points on 7-15 shooting from the field. Cade had 13, 4, and 8 with a steal and a block and a couple of blocks. Good for him. Asar Thompson, hey, playing more towards 30 minutes a game. Guess what happens? 14 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, a block. 7 of 13 from the field. Jalen Duran, quiet night for him. With just 7 points, 9 rebounds, but 5 assists and 2 steals. Just 2 of 6 from the floor in 23 minutes. I don't know if he's trying to tank, but Monty Williams definitely didn't put his best foot forward here. You know, why is Durin and Jaden Ivey, why are they playing 23 minutes and 15 minutes, respectively? And Ivey started the game slow, and then that was that was it. Finished with just two points. That's that, you know, it's, it's a 
it's a rough night. You're going to have them. You're going to have them. To the NFL now. Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey said that bumping and yelling at Andy Reid was unacceptable. Uh, Jason Kelsey's brother said, you crossed the line. I think we can both agree on it. He said, I did. I can't get that fired up to a point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. You know, Kelsey said that he talked to Reed about the interaction. The two chuckled about it. I couldn't be, you know, more proud of being his product on the field. I couldn't be more proud of, you know, where we've come as a team since I got here in 2013. I love playing for this guy, man. Unfortunately, my passion comes out where it looks like it's a negativity. I'm grateful. He knows I want to win this thing with him more than anything. I immediately wished I could have taken it back, he said. Coach Reed actually came up to me after that and didn't even have harsh words for me. I was ready to get a a bleeping bleep chewing, and for him to just tell me to bleep be better, and he just let me know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. You don't want things to come off, and it just made me, you know, fired up to get a bleeping victory for him. He's right. Cameras all over the place. It looked terrible. You can't do that. You can't do it. It's a bad look. I saw some gross overreactions on the internet, like Taylor Swift has got to get away from him. He doesn't know how to control himself. Like, what? New to Cowboys defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer said he's not trying to invent the wheel. This is an interesting hire. I actually kind of like this hire uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what Zimmer can cook down there. Falcons offensive coordinator Zach Robinson says all quarterback options are on the table. Is it going to be Heineke? Is it going to be Desmond Ritter? Is it going to be somebody else? Hmm. 49ers have fired their D coordinator, Steve Wilkes, after one season. That's interesting, to say the least. And, of course, yesterday, the biggest news of the day, at the Kansas City Championship Parade, a mass shooting broke out in which 22 individuals were shot. One has passed away. We'll step aside. More X's and Bros after this. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Two big stories this week in the world of college hoops, one of which is Indiana State. The Sycamores came into the week ranked 23rd in the nation. And the significance? This is the first time since Indiana State has been ranked in the top 25 since 1979. And you know who's on that squad? You guessed it right, Larry Legend, Larry Bird. They were 22-3 entering this week. And good for the mid-major doing major things out of the Missouri Valley. In other news, the Ohio State Buckeyes have fired their head coach Chris Holtman as of yesterday. With 14 million and four years remaining on his contract through the 2027-28 campaign. The Buckeyes lost for the ninth time in 11 games on Tuesday and haven't won a road game since January 1st of 2023. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network. 
You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. You know, there's a guy um, I need to talk to a significant other of an arena announcer. Like, do they talk like that at home? Is it odd to hear your spouse talk like that? And uh, Buck Gino Third said, uh, PA announcers and arena hosts do not talk like that 24-7. He said, I sound different on a PA mic than I do on the phone. It's a performance voice, right? And then he tweeted at me. I would say, like, I think news anchors have the... Uh, have the switch flip you know the uh what is what is her name her and her husband do he asks her random questions around the house and he's like how do you say that you know i'm on uh vacation don't call me in your anchor voice and then she'll like flip it on the time is 457 you know what i'm saying and she goes into the like the whole like new I, i think news anchors have it more you know i think that uh enunciating Enunciating is probably the biggest change. That's it. I mean, this is just my normal normal speaking voice here. I think really just the focus is on uh, whatever the words are in the script, and then whatever uh, you're trying to convey to your to the audience, uh, you just you just try to enunciate it. Here, I talk a little bit more more casually, right? Because it's it's radio. I would talk to you like I would talk on the phone, uh, but outside of that, like yeah, in the in the arena or in that realm. Uh, you're very much focused on you know making sure you're getting names right and the script is you know because I've gotten complaints before that you know at certain spots in Chrysler Center the the sound quality isn't that great so then I just put like more more emphasis on trying to enunciate unless the visitors doing something then the hell with those guys uh, it only took ten years waiting to get these games they've had some on the schedule that long WMW two on YouTube. Yeah, it has it has taken a while uh to get the college scheduling and and I saw the a friend of mine tweet now about how Tony Petiti's commentary is actually bad for UT and uh as in the University of Toledo and the little I don't think it's bad for the Mac. Because what needs to happen is what should have been happening all along is that and even with the expansion of these conferences, what I believe will happen is there will be a little bit more expansion and then we'll break into divisions. And we will eventually, at some point, come to the conclusion that the next level of college football will break off and then they will do it a little bit more regionally and so on and so forth. Uh, that is going to be a difficult conversation. And I don't know exactly how they're going to do that without a uh, you know serious uproar. Because what do you do like with a school like Rutgers or a school like Maryland in college football? And we know things can be different, but you know if you separate football from the rest of the athletic department and let it operate on its own with its own commissioner overseeing things, then uh, we might be able to do this. But I, I do see a time where you know we're, we're going with this conference realignment, and it's massive and it's you know spanning the entire nation. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, maybe we go more towards a divisional setup like the NFL has. But but if you thought about it in, in Big Ten terms only, like what would be your divisions? 
You know what I mean? Like, what are your divisions? You're going to have Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State all in the same division? Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State in the same division? Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern? Like, the, the divisions will be so lopsided. And that's where we need to have the, the honest discussion. And it's going to hurt some feelings. But the honest discussion of who, if, if college football can break away and become its own and operate this thing the way that it, it, it's, it should be operated, I don't see a world where we have more than 40 teams in a league. Like, I, I, just, I just, I don't know how that would function. Or if they wanted to go to 48 and, and remain on the 12-game schedule, then, you know, that's, that's what you have. You have four divisions or four conferences of 12. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to break off. And this is, this is years down the road. This is probably when I'm, when I'm an old man. For now, we'll deal with this dysfunctional debacle that has been created by the NCAA for not having a plan in place on how to evolve with the times. Because let's face it, does Indiana football belong in the same conference as Michigan or or Ohio State? Be honest about it. Nebraska's a legacy program. They're 4-8 and last year. Northwestern had a great year. We can all agree on that. They were 8-5. and Wisconsin had a down year. They were seven and six. Illinois was five and seven. Should have been four and eight. That should have been Toledo's win. You know, Indiana was three and nine. Won one conference game. And, and Indiana's a team that will they'll peak every few years, and then they'll disappear for a decade. You know, I just it, it's going to be a very that's going to be a really hard conversation to have because not everybody gets in, and that's. That's just the way that it is. And if you have a question or you'd like to challenge the idea that maybe football should be separate, what is Vanderbilt's SEC record in the last 20 years? They were 0-8 last year. Like, what are they doing in there? Honestly, what are they doing in there? No, Missouri had a great year. 6-2 in the conference, 11-2 overall. What won that game against Ohio State at the end of the year? Much different Ohio State team. And that's the other thing. So you might think that, okay, the expanded college football playoff is going to harm the quality of the games because the biggest question we have is Michigan-Ohio State at the end of the year, if we're not going to do divisions, and then Michigan-Ohio State again in the conference championship game, and then Michigan-Ohio State again at some point in the playoff. Like, that would be terrible. But... It's not outside the realm of possibility in the NFL now, is it? It's very, very, very easy. You have your two divisional games. Detroit, Minnesota, for example, or Detroit and Green Bay. What if Detroit and Green Bay would have met up in the playoffs? It would have been their third time playing each other. It happens. That's the way that it is. So, okay, I guess. You know, and and then, you know, do you take... It's still a head-to-head matchup, so it still goes down to the record books. You could go 3-0 and against your rival in the same season. Can you imagine that? Boy, the first time that happens, that is going to cause quite the uproar. Quite the uproar amongst the fan bases. Those people are going to lose their minds. You go 3-0 and against your rival 
in the same season? That'll be that'll be nuts. But it can happen in the NFL, so hypothetically it could happen here in college football. And people said the expanded college playoff does nothing but water down the product. I have been so against that since the minute I heard first heard that. And I'm against it for a multitude of reasons. And the the main reason is this. Well, you know, college football, you got to be undefeated. You got to be undefeated and do what? What do you have to do? You have to win every game? Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Undefeated national championship. That's great. Michigan just did it, 15-0. Losing a game in October should not damn your entire season. But then again, we had an undefeated conference champion in Florida State that got what? If anything, this keeps more teams in the hunt later on in the season vying for one of those at-large bids to the tournament. And I think that's a win for college football. The other thing it does is when, when these conferences start adding more and more teams that are of quality and of substance, like Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, like uh, you know Washington and Oregon and USC going to the Big Ten, what that does is add more quality conference games. We just now, now that we have some of this established, we need a scheduling model that works across the board for all of the major players so that we're all on the same page, all playing the same number of conference games. That's a good idea. We'll step aside. More X's and Bros after this Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken drumsticks for 99 cents per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org.
miss any of today's show? Find our podcast and listen on demand on Google, Apple, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. You text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line. 866-838-4843 866-838-4843-866-838-HUGE is the number alright so um, the Detroit Pistons uh, hit the all-star break at 8-46 and 46 on the year um, they're probably not going to have the worst record in NBA history which is good let's not set a mark for uh, futility So what they have left now is 28 games remaining to, as James Edwards wrote, salvage the season from hell. Uh, I like that. That's, that's good. Now we have to see what works out with basically an entirely new roster in a very, very short amount of time. That's going to be the biggest key now for this group uh, moving forward, and by this group, I mean the management staff here. They got to figure out a way to come up with something here that is going to resemble a plan for the 24-25 season. And to be honest with you, you know, you acquired Simone Fontecchio and Quentin Grimes for a second-round pick this season that will likely be an up being 31, 32, or 33 in the draft. And I don't necessarily know, you know, there was really no space at this point for Boyan Bogdanovich or for Alec Burks. So I'm not against that. I'm not against the second round pick. too. I personally think the second round picks are overrated. I think those are package deals. Every once in a while, you get a great player out of the second round that goes on to have a really long career, Uh, Every once in a while, you get a great player out of the second rounder that becomes a Hall of Famer. But that's really where we're at. And I think that a really good first impression for Fontecchio, he could shoot, he could rebound, he's athletic, we get what we got out of bogey, he's cheaper, all those things are good. The second part is, Monty Williams has got to figure out what his rotation is. We've talked about this at length, right? Rotational guys versus reserves. And then what happens with Jaden Ivey and his increased playing time now that Killian Hayes is officially out of the way and Cade Cunningham and we have the last month and a half of these two figuring it out a little bit. And when Jaden Ivey is shooting the ball as well as he has been shooting prior to last night, things are going to be easy. Right? Since January 15th, going into last night's game, Jaden Ivey was shooting 45% from three. 
while attempting more than five a game. That's not gonna that's not gonna be the you know the consistent thing here. But what's key is how they work together. And if anybody believes that right off the rip that they can't, like is that that's preposterous. Because I would ask you then, how did Rip Hamilton and Chauncey get along? How did Joe D and Isaiah make it work? How did Steph Curry and Klay Thompson win all those titles? Right? You have to have a good backcourt pairing. It's kind of been one of those things with LeBron that's always been a a very interesting to me. And then the, the story that Golden State was trying to make a bid for LeBron James, I think is really funny. Um, apparently, he was not interested in joining the Warriors. He couldn't do that. You couldn't go from L.A. to Golden State. Like, throw your legacy in the trash if you're going to go do that. But what I do find is interesting about LeBron James is that one is because he's so ball dominant, right, in his size and his ability, you don't want to take the ball out of his hands. But when's the last time he's had a really elite backcourt? Like they always kind of viewed him as like this point forward, where is he going to handle the ball? Is he not going to handle the ball? Like when you have a really good tandem in the backcourt, it makes life easier for everybody else. For everybody else. And one of the things that Cade Cunningham absolutely has to do, post-All-Star break, and from this point henceforth, for the remainder of his days, he needs to stop turning the ball over. Like, that's it. Like, cut down on the turnovers, and everything else should be able to work out. Hypothetically. He's been a little bit better of late. He was slightly above three turnovers per game in January. So far through February, is about two and a half turnovers per game, so that's down. And then you have Jay Nivey, who is over three turnovers a game. You know, his usage is going up, which is great, but he's got to he's got to bring that down. He's got to bring that down. So if they can combined continue to work off of each other, Jay Nivey has that incredible explosive athletic ability that is just God-given at that point. And Cade, the way that he can manufacture offense, I think those two, like, I don't think one of them has to go. And I know that that was kind of a a little bit of a storyline. I have pointed out on multiple occasions, on multiple programs, by the way, that, you know, this team has won some games without him in the lineup. They've lost some games with him in the lineup. Just throwing that out there. But we're also talking about a guy who this month has been relatively quiet. His highest scoring output was 23 points in 39 minutes against Portland. But in the month of February, or pardon me, in the month of January, had a couple of 30-point games. And then in the month of December, that's when he really exploded. He had those games of 43, 28, 22, 41, 31, 30 and averaging less than three turnovers a game. So if he can keep that down, and last night he turns the ball over five times, like what are you going to do? Like I don't care if you score 13 points. If you turn over five times, that's a disaster. He's had two games so far this month, four turnovers against the Clippers, earlier on at home on February 2nd, and then five turnovers last night against the Phoenix Suns. That number's got to come down, especially when you have the... You know, when you have a team 
that is getting killed the way that they are throughout the course of the season, you got to find a better way to take care of the ball. So, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey barely played together at all last season due to Cade only playing 12 games for injury. So these two definitely need to make it work. Right? They, they have to make it work. I think that they can. I think that the lineup that Monty has rolled out there to start games is the lineup that I've been asking for all season. I don't know why it's taken this long. It's really bothering me uh, that it has taken this long to figure this out. Because Devin Booker gets booted. Booker gets the boot in the first quarter. You should win that game. You should win that game. Because they don't have Bradley Beal either. So they got Kevin Durant, Eric Gordon, Yusuf Nurkic. Like, really, what's the problem here? What's the issue? How in the world is it that Kevin Durant scores 25, nobody scores more than 15, and you guys lost? Like, how... You know, Saban Lee, there's a name for you, the former Detroit Piston, had 16 points in the game off the bench. Like, Devin Booker gets booted. And in your mind, if you are Monty Williams, you're going for the win. Like, you should be going for the win every game, but you know what I mean. Like, hey, he's getting booted. Let me call a timeout real quick. Let's bring the guys in here. They got one great player on the floor right now. That's it. That's all they can offer. And he's not going to play all 48 minutes. Like, you can go win this game. You break them early. Break them early. And the game is ours. They'll bench Kevin Durant, and we can win this thing. Nope. Instead, you're down 37 to 25 in the first quarter. And then you get even worse in the second quarter. They double you up 33 to 16. Like that. And then you empty the bench and have everybody else. Like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. At all. Like, why Why are we doing that? Mike Muscala, by the way, in 15 minutes was plus 25. How was Mike Muscala plus 25? Asar Thompson was a zero. And everybody else was a minus. Like, how does that work at the plus minus? Malachi Flynn was your only other, was your only other plus. He was a plus eight. Like, how, how, does that, how does that happen? Come on, guys. So for me, this is Fontecchio, Asar, Jalen, Jaden and Cade all playing 35 minutes or more. Like they have to. They have to. I know Cade had five turnovers, but why did Jaden Ivey play 15 minutes in a game where Devin Booker's not on the floor? I don't care if he has three fouls. Get him on the court. You know, he gave such a long leash to everybody except for this guy. It just, it, to me, it's, it's preposterous. I would have had those guys out there. I would have tightened things up. The rotation has got to tighten up. Because that's a winnable game. That's a winnable game. And you blew it. And so for me, second half of the season, it's not all for naught. Like, it, it could still be encouraging. It could still be somewhat exciting. But they hit the break. And they'll be back in action on the 22nd. So they get themselves a seven-day break with the All-Star festivities. We do have NBA games tonight. This will be the last before the uh, All-Star festivities tomorrow. Your three games tonight, a nationally broadcast game, 8.30 Milwaukee at Memphis, 9 o'clock Golden State at Utah, 10 o'clock Minnesota at Portland. Interesting, they got Golden State on a back-to-back going into the All-Star weekend. That doesn't make a lot of sense, considering you know Steph Curry's going to be an All-Star. But I don't know who's in charge of the scheduling over there. Now, on to the NHL side of things. They're off of their All-Star break. The Red Wings had that really, really bad, bad loss 
against Edmonton. <sighs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They dropped the game 8-4. to four, And Connor McDavid goes crazy. Has 800 assists in the game. Like, six assists, not 800, but you get my point. Uh, Billy Huso has, uh, had, gets a start, plays eight minutes. Alex Lyon comes in and helps him out for the other 51 minutes because, you know, Huso goes down with an injury. That's not great. And Alex Lyon, who has been great, had a really, really bad night. Probably wasn't expecting it, wasn't geared up. Like, that's a good learning lesson. Like, hey, even if you're not playing, you could be called upon at any time. And when it's an injury, it's not like the game was getting out of hand early. So you knew like, okay, I'm going to like, I can start to get psyched up. It's like, no, he's down. Put your helmet on go out there. That's a really tough ask for a goaltender, a really tough ask. And this is a really tough stretch of games here. You know, the wings who are three, one and one in their last five, they'd have that blowout loss Tuesday night against Edmonton tonight. They play on the road at Vancouver. They just beat them 4-3 to three in overtime. A very pivotal two points that they picked up at home less than a week before. Now they got to go to Vancouver. Big game tonight, 10 o'clock puck drop. Then on Saturday at 4 o'clock, they'll be on the road in Calgary, so not too far of a, of a trip there, to take on the Flames. And then they see Seattle on Monday travel back, and they'll play a couple at home before going to Chicago. But this stretch right here, Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton. That is a grueling stretch of games for this team. And we're going to learn a lot about them because this, like, this is where you need to compete. And if you want to take it back even further and go back to that first Vancouver game, Vancouver with 78 points right now is the NHL's number one team at 36, 12, and 6. 78 points. Best team in the league. They beat them 4 to 3. They take on Edmonton. They have a really tough time against Edmonton, who is third right now in the Pacific, trailing Vancouver and the Vegas Golden Knights. Edmonton is 31-17-1 and one for 63 points. They obviously lose 8-4. to four. Vancouver again, as we mentioned, number one team in the league. Calgary is a team with 55 points. For reference, your Detroit Red Wings have 60 points on the season. Seattle has 54 points. That ain't easy. And then Colorado, which is the number two team in the Central, they are a 70-point club right now at 33-17-4 on the year, trailing the Dallas Stars by two points in the Central Division. A 70-point club, they have 10 more points than the Wings. Then they return home for St. Louis in the Blues, a 58-point club. So really, when you look at it, this is a team that in Detroit that is taking on teams that are either A, right in their wheelhouse, or B, better than them. In the standings, they got to take advantage of that. Like now is now is the time. They'll get a little bit of a quote unquote reprieve, if you will, when they see the Chicago Blackhawks, who have been, you know, thirty one points on the year in the Central Division at the bottom. They're a mess. The Washington Capitals have not been great, but they're still a fifty four point club. The New York Islanders then a fifty seven point club. And then the Florida Panthers, which is in your own division and is a very, very pivotal game. So this is a very difficult stretch here for the Detroit Red Wings. And 
yo, not a lot of not a lot of time to make it shake. Right? You got what? Thirty games left. That's uh it is but it's exciting, right? This is this is what we want. This is what we want right here. We want a competitive hockey team that is gonna go out there and give us something good to watch as the Pistons were watching just to see if there's improvement. That that's a tough ask right now. But with that last loss, it's sixty points right now. The Red Wings only own a two point advantage over the New Jersey Devils for the second wild card spot in the East. They're two points behind Toronto that has the number one wild card. Three points behind Tampa Bay that would get in as the third best record in the division. So it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, then Detroit, all in the Atlantic, all within three points of each other. This could be a dogfight coming down the stretch. Now, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to be able to stay awake to watch this thing tonight. It's a, it's a really tough ask, 10 o'clock on a Thursday. Feels like the old days when we'd see like San Jose in the postseason. but. Uh, GB Ritz on the horn right now wants to talk Red Wings. Uh, GB, I didn't see it. I was looking at a different screen, so you got about 20 seconds. What's going on, my friend? 20 seconds? I've been listening to you ramble all for 15 minutes that, that I won't get back. Jesus, about basketball, for God's sakes. Anyway, uh, I, it's going to be a tough game because Vancouver's butthurt from the other night when, when uh, 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 Wallman did his celly after the overtime goal they uh, Twitter world was all up in arms uh, from Vancouver and Ottawa and everybody uh, about that. But uh, it's, it should be, uh, you know, Edmonton's game, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you just never know when McDo- uh, McDavid's going to jump out and start doing what he what he did. Uh, so if if that was the game to lose, that was, that was you know, if there was a game to lose, that was it. But before you uh, send me on my way, I wanted to mention a Super Bowl commercial that I thought was great just from the fact of seeing him back on the screen after his accident was the one that Jeremy Renner was in. And uh, I don't know what he advertised, but he was in this commercial and he actually did a lot of, I don't know how they did it, but, uh, but he did a lot of quick moves and jumping around and there we go. Our best Super Bowl commercial is Jeremy Renner, GB. Next time, call in earlier. I'll see you later, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break 
vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.